This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult series of books about these girls from Stony Brook, the babysitter's club in R16. Idiots began a podcast to follow up on Anne's body of work. Thus was Baby Nation born, the Babysitter's Club, 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 Club. Final episode, and now it's time. The Babysitter's Club Club. Mystery. Uh, let's talk dad talk. How's your boy? Fine. He's fine. He's good. A gem. A gem. My, his nanny, Ms. Joy, today, mm-hmm. said that they're, they've been going to the library all week. Okay. And he's, everyone already knows him. Like, he's... Norm from Cheers because he's so outgoing and so pleasant and so fun and he just giggles at everyone and they're like, it's Miles. That's my boy Miles. That's really good. And I don't know if she's just jerking us off or if that's true. But is that her real name, Miss Joy, or is that her nanny name? That's her nanny name. <laughs> I mean, her name is Joy. Oh, okay. It is Joy. Okay. But it feels weird. I mean, that's not her real first name. Yeah. Okay. I don't really want to say her real first name. Okay. If I say it, will you promise to bleep it? Sure. It's Okay. But I don't know if she like goes by joy for like for nanny reasons or <laughs> witness so, protection. Like, okay. Yeah. Do bleep that. Yeah. Joy is her middle name. Okay. Miss Joy. That's nice. Miss Joy. This has been Dad Talk. Dad Talk. I'd like it when we say it together, but that's not why we are here. Why we are here is to hurl ourselves. Off of the precipice known as the final Babysitter's Club mystery. Yeah, and into the abyss Into of the abyss of death, n- I guess. Nothingness. Yeah. Um, and the way we do that is that we like to say, hi, hi. And why, why? And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Mystery. Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And up until today, what we like to do here is discuss a different mystery in the Great Mystery Cycle by the Great Mystery and Mystery Martin. And this week, for the last time, we will be discussing a Babysitter's Club mystery, and the mystery we will be discussing is called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 36 Christy and the Cat Burglar, and we knew it was going to end in Cat Burglars, and it was always going to end in Cat Burglars. Can I admit something to you now? Yeah. I thought it was going to be someone who burgles cats, and I know that Cat Burglar is a thing and has a definition. I thought it was going to be a cat! I thought, okay, you thought it was going to be a human intelligence, a cat with human intelligence. Yeah, Hodges, Hodges says, this mystery has nine lives, and it's not Hodges, it's the other guy. 
Oh, Dan Brown? No, not Dan Brown, the other guy. Oh, um, Acuna. Ed Acuna. Acuna. Yeah, but he yeah. says, he says, this mystery has nine lives, but it nine didn't. Lives. There's not a damn cat There's inside. There's not a cat in it. <laughs> There's a cat stencil. Is that what you mean, Ed? It should have been called Christy and the Burglar. Let's see how he captured Christy here. Not great. I like your shorts. I don't know. Ed. Ed. Baby. Baby. Good job. This mystery had one life. One life. Didn't it? You're telling me, man. What were you thinking? What's going on? Oh, did you hear like a polite? It's a, it was a knock? very, very polite knocking. Yeah, is that? Is that? I don't think it came. From, I think I heard it too. It came from your. No, it wasn't from here. Maybe it's one of the creative professionals in your. Um... I don't think so. No, there it is again. It's definitely from your end. Do you want to answer the door? Okay. Because I don't think they're going to bust in this time. Okay. Um. Hello, I'm recording a podcast and <clears throat> hello sorry to bother you oh, okay well, i don't have a lot of time St- uh stony brook child protection <laughs> hey guys what are you doing here well <sighs> we're here to apologize okay i know that we have spent the last 36 weeks or so coming at you pretty intensely yeah you always break down the damn door i know and that's, we're here to apologize for that. <laughs> we see how much you have worked to improve yourself and you've worked to change your circumstances. Mm-hmm. So we're here to apologize. We're here to recognize the effort you've put into being better caretakers, mm-hmm. looking after children in a better way. Right. And if you could get word to Sergeant Johnson yeah. at Sunnybrook. Brook police department and let him know that um well we're sorry okay and if i could just read the passage that prompted this apology Mm -hmm. (sighs) i froze and made sure david michael and karen froze too my heart was thudding in my chest who was behind us was he holding a gun more than anything i wanted to be somewhere else christy A tall, black-haired man was standing behind me. It was Sergeant Johnson. Oh, man, am I glad to see you, I breathed a sigh of relief. I can't say the feeling is mutual, he said sternly. Rude. I like you, Christy, but I'm sorry to see you here. A babysitter and two kids do not belong at a crime scene. Crime scene, replied David Michael. Cool. Sergeant Johnson shook his head. Not cool. (laughs) Not cool. (laughs) Not cool. Oh, that's great. Okay, and so he really is taking care of it. I'm here on behalf of the, of the Stony Brook Child Protective Services Yeah, to recognize that for the first time in his professional career, Sergeant Johnson has not- it Recklessly endangered. Recklessly led the children into a dangerous situation, but yeah. instead had a measured response and led them away from a crime scene where right. a gun had recently just gone off. So That's really great. I'd like to read something to you. Me. If that's okay. I think it's probably going to be another case where you're going to have to eat crow and apologize even more to Sergeant Johnson. Okay. I mean, it's. I mean, we already apologized. Hat on a hat a little bit, you know? I guess that's all the time we have for today, Christy, said Sergeant Johnson. Thanks for coming in. I'll be in touch if any more questions come up. He stood to shake my hand. I know you and your friends will be wanting to play detective, he said. You can't keep the BSC away from a mystery like this one. But be careful, all right? Don't forget that there may be a gun involved. And come to me if you find anything interesting.
Is that a slow clap? We at the Stony Brook Child Protective Services bestow our highest honor (laughs) on Sergeant Avery Johnson for his commendable work (laughs) guiding children away from gun crimes. Yeah. And he said, do get involved in the mystery with this gun criminal. Yeah. And do tell me if you find anything interesting. But, but be, be careful. careful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's great. It's commendable. It's commendable. And were they careful? No. <laughs> no, they weren't. Anyway, thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, beautiful home you have here. Yeah. I'll let you get back to your little podcast. This is actually in my laundry room. Oh. Yeah. The woman out front is not like your landlord? No. Okay. No, that's my my, my wife. Oh, okay. The, the way she was looking at me, I would have assumed she wasn't married. <laughs> and if she's out front, I don't know who's looking after my baby. <laughs> uh, anyway, I should get back to the uh, precinct. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by. Yep. That's lovely. Bye. Tanner, that was- um, I'm going to close the door here behind me. Say what? I'm going to close the door here behind me. Okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Yep, great, thank you. Tanner, that was um, Stony Brook Child Protective Services. Oh, it was? Yeah, commendation you cu- you for- cut out. Yeah. You, you, like, muted your mic. Um, commendation for Sergeant Johnson. Oh. Yeah. He went Finally. through a lot this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did go through a lot this week, and all the while did a- Medium job of keeping <laughs> safe from gun crime. Medium. Yeah. Medium. Only okay. Because uh, they did get kidnapped. And he didn't steer them away. No. I mean, frankly, at that point, and yeah. we will get into this now, Yeah, he was incarcerated. No, that's true. That's true. So it would have been hard for him to tell Christy not to get into a situation where she was being kidnapped. No. Because he was behind bars. This is a scorcher. Yeah. Sergeant Johnson, incarcerated. Christy, Marianne, and Abby and Carrie Retlin, kidnapped by yep. a gun criminal. A gun criminal. A gun criminal. And uh, more and more, so much more. But what we're going to do is we're going to describe this novel to you so that you don't have to speculate as to what that more might be. And I think, I believe that it is your turn to take the first stab at describing this text. Okay, and what I've done is not prepare anything Okay, perfect. A- as perfect. usual. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, so I will be kind of doing this off the top of my okay. head. This is our last mystery, so this is your last chance to kind of get your thoughts on wax here. Here we go. Yep. Legendary author... Ellen Miles takes the helm for this tale of questionable loyalties and blurring identities set in the Stony Brook, Connecticut cat burglary crime scene and inspired by the wildly popular 2002 Hong Kong crime film Internal Affairs. As the police force attempts to rein in the increasingly powerful Irish mafia, authorities are faced with the prospect of sending in an undercover agent or seeing their already frail grip on the criminal underworld slip even further. Sergeant Johnson, Leonardo DiCaprio, is a young cop looking to make a name for himself in the world of law enforcement. Uh, 
Carrie Retlin, Matt Damon, is a street-smart criminal who has successfully <laughs> infiltrated the police department with the sole intention of reporting their every move to the ruthless crime syndicate head. Um, what's his name? Golem? Reinhardt Golem. Reinhardt Golem, Jack Nicholson. When Johnson is assigned the task of working his way into Golem's tightly guarded inner circle... Carrie Redlin is faced with the responsibility of rooting out the informer before things get out of hand. Martin Sheen, Alec Baldwin, and Ray Winestone co-star and writer William Monahan adapts the screenplay originally penned by Ellen Miles and Felix Chong. Okay. And Edda Cunha. Babysitter's Club, Mystery, Number 36, Christy and the Okay, I'm going to come out and say something that, that... Rated R for strong, brutal violence, pervasive language. Yeah. Some strong sexual content and drug. Okay. I'm going to come out and say something, and feel free to push back on this if you like. Okay. It sounds like you just read the plot synopsis for a, a movie, uh, like a mob cop movie. I read the plot synopsis of this book, which is sort of like a, kind of like a internal affairs espionage like trickery okay. like okay, double cross kind of thing it sounds like you read the plot synopsis for a like a mob cop movie it's not no. the departed it is the departed i i don't know what it was yeah <laughs> but if it were a mob cop movie it probably it would be the departed. departed okay and if it were to be read off a website yeah that you wanted to give credit to it would be rotten tomatoes it would be rotten tomatoes okay all right. Well, it just does. Sound but that's like that. not the case. I did okay. invent that from my own Brain. being. Okay, good. To describe this book, that's fine. Here's is what... that is that what you've been doing? No, I haven't. No, no, no. I haven't. It's the first time I thought of it. Came first to time you I thought so of quickly. It. First time I thought of it. The first time I thought of it. I haven't been doing it. Um, what I am going to do. Oh man. Okay. What I am going to do is I'm going to tell you what happened in this book. Okay. 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 But I want to get it right. I want to get it right. Okay. 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 I think I'm ready. Um, what do you do? You do like a typing game now? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, wait. What? Well, I feel like I haven't really gotten a lot of opportunities to do. No, this is your last chance. This final score that you get on this will be your final typing score. Well. This is it. So what am I supposed to do? What we like to do here is Tanner pulls up a, a touch type. How about this? Game. How about this? How okay. about this? Just to put some stakes on it. Yeah. If I crack 60 words per minute, because mm. I think it was at like 59 last time, mm-hmm. we do not have to lie down in a field and let the birds take our souls in the head. How about this? If you get exactly 69 words per minute, we'll go back. Oh, we'll go back. Okay. We'll go back and we'll start at the beginning. In five. Okay. Four. Wait, wait. Okay. Three. Okay, there's a there's a creepy house that has sprung up in the back g- garden of Watson's house. Uh, there's a forest, and in in the forest is a creepy house. The, it's a mansion, and uh, it's owned by this eccentric billionaire named Reinhardt Golem. Um, and Carrie Retlin and Christie are hanging out in the woods, and they hear gunshots, and it seems like there was a robbery. They run into Sergeant Johnson, who's investigating the robbery. Uh, it turns out that there there is a, a mysterious cat stencil on the mailbox, and and the police think that it was the work of 
a notorious cat burglar who only steals from famous people. Uh, and uh, But there is tension in the police department. And as Christy and Carrie and the rest of the babysitters collect clues in the house, the clues point to the possibility that Sergeant Johnson himself is the one who had done the crime. But it turns out he was being framed by Reinhard Golem, the owner of the house, uh, who was burgling himself for the insurance money. And uh, the babysitters get kidnapped by Reinhard Golem, but they escape. You're out of time. And Stop. The cops uh, arrest him, and that's and it's a it's a, uh, thrilling, and it's and it is both chilling and thrilling, and full of chills and thrills. Tanner, you seem excited. Is it because of my description? Is it? You can say no. I didn't hear your description. Okay. How'd you do? <sighs> Why don't you tell Data? Record breaking. Okay. What is it? 48 words per minute. That's not record-breaking. That's a total yeah. failure. Yeah, record-breakingly bad. <laughs> okay. It's the worst I've ever done. Terrible. Um, okay, well, sorry about that. And I guess that means that we will crawl into a field and we will die and we will <sighs> let the birds take our souls and our bodies. What do you think, man? What if, uh, I didn't talk about the B-plot. The B-plot is that... B-plot was inconsequential, as usual. It's an Ellen book, so... B-plot didn't matter. And I think we even had this B-plot before. Charlotte Johansson is, like, obsessed with Harriet the Spy. It was an A-plot in the Little Sister books. Yeah. It was also the A-plot of the book, like, two books ago. Abby was spying on all her neighbors, and she got in trouble for spying on people. Nobody ever learns. I'll tell you how it is relevant. Mm -hmm. Abby learns that just like the kids aren't good spies, she and the babysitters are not, not good, good detectives. detectives. And yeah. that does lead them to do a brief bit of good detectivery, which is like, because they find all this fucking evidence after the cops have looked at the crime scene. They find obviously all this evidence, evidence that is obviously planted, but they're so like high on their own supply yeah, that they're like, oh, I guess it is Sergeant Johnson. I guess we never really trusted him. The B-plot was bad and boring. Yeah. Charlotte johansson's just pretending to be harriet the spy yeah that's all we need to say on it except i do think i have some segments later on that are relevant but <laughs> okay all right we'll bring that in um what what an interesting new character reinhardt golem reinhardt golem reinhardt golem is the final boss in the mysteries yes i wonder tanner as i suspect you wondered as well whether he might not be the great man who is haunted these novels. Oh, wow. And is he? And I would like, in the service of that, to read you a passage that sheds some light on this mysterious figure's history and his powers. Allow me to introduce myself, he said just then and bowed slightly. I'm Reinhard Golem, he said, and this is my home. There was something very, very strange about Reinhard Golem. First of all, he didn't seem at all annoyed to find a bunch of kids snooping around his house. Second, even though I was staring at him, I found it hard to figure out the most basic things about him. For example, how old he was. At first, I thought he was in his 20s. Then when he turned his face a certain way, I could have sworn he looked much older, closer to Watson's age. And again, when he looked straight at me, for just an instant, he could have been a teenager. It was eerie. What did he look like? Well, he was tall and slim, and he had wavy, dark blonde hair. Not too long, but not too short either. His eyes were green, or were they gray? I couldn't be sure. They seemed to change all the time. He was dressed in what looked like very expensive clothes. Stacy probably could have told you which Italian designer had created his perfectly tailored shirt and pants, both of which were black. Golem looked familiar somehow, 
but I couldn't put my finger on why. Maybe he reminded me of some old-time movie star. Or indeed, Tanner, like a golem. In Jewish folklore, an animated anthropomorphic being that is magically created from inanimate matter. Is this our gray man? Is this finally the encounter with this mysterious figure in his primordial shape-shifting form? Everything Christy just described reminds me of the indescribable figures that haunt the covers of these mystery books. Right. Yes. The Gray Man. The Gray Man. Bill Grauman. Gray as in shapeless. Yes. Like a golem. Like a golem. Yep. So, okay. So that final mystery is now solved. Oh, there's so many final mysteries being solved in this book, Jack. And I'm so glad you said that. Mm Mm-hmm. Liz. Okay. Great. Yeah. Liz. uh, Can you come in here and play the song? One one last last time. time. One last time, please. Yeah. You're guessing the mystery And doesn't it feel good to just let it be? Just let the song be as it is, as it was just intended? Just let it settle. Yeah. And let it hang in the air. Yeah, it's so much more. You know what I'm realizing? It never needed that embellishment that we both insisted on. Maybe it never needed you know how, the sublime parody. You know how both of us have always insisted that we just have to tack on a, a sublime parody of a different sublime song every time Liz it plays It takes that? a moment of clarity and yeah. a moment of, moment of sobriety like this, the final episode, to finally realize that maybe we didn't need to do yeah. the sublime song. At all. And maybe when you're sitting down to think about what Sublime Song slash Sublime Adjacent Song to do for this, the final episode, something that has the kind of gravity worthy of the final episode, and you think, well, there is nothing. There is nothing. So I will do nothing. Yeah. And now it's time to say whether or not we guessed the mystery. The last mystery. And did you? Well, and uh, that's I'd like you to be honest. Yes and no. Okay. And no, but <laughs> did I solve the mystery of this book? Okay. That's the question. Yes. yes. Okay. Confidently, yes. Yes. Did I solve it by the end of chapter five? No. Okay. Is any of that important? Yes. Are these trifling affairs? This one book, this one minor mystery, and this one minor book important? No. Yes. No. Because what I did do, mm. Jack, is solve the grand mystery. Okay. That does seem important. I solved the 36-book-long mystery. Okay. That Anne and Ellen have been seeding throughout these books, and I've finally solved it, and I used the power, Jack, of numberology. And do you know numberology? It's the study of numbers, especially wow. arcane or divine numbers. Okay, regular Robert Langdon over here. Oh, and is it the police codes? It's the police codes, Jack. Oh god, I thought I didn't think to look into them. You have a simple mind, Jack. <laughs> I You're do. a simple man with a simple mind, but allow me to read a passage. Okay. Within a few minutes, Sergeant Johnson and the other officers were back, 
Sergeant Johnson climbed into the front seat and started talking into his radio. Most of what he said was in numbers. You know what I mean. Like on the cop shows, when the police say, we have 12, 48 here with multiple 60s right. and a 4, 29. Yeah. <sighs> Jack, what's 29 plus 4? 33. Let's take the 33 and times it by one of our multiple 60s. Okay. That's going to be... Um, 1980. 1980. Okay. Let's take 1980 and divide it by one of our other multiple 60s. Okay. 33. 33. Okay. Let's take 33 and add the 48. Um, 81. 81. And let's take 81, Jack, and let's minus that last 12. Okay. And that's going to be... Uh, 67? Nope. 60. <gasps> Can I just check my math again? Hang on. Yeah, check your math. You want it again? Yeah. 29 plus 4 equals... 33. Times 60. Times 60 equals 1980. Divided by 60. Equals 33. Plus 48. Plus 48. 81. Minus 12. 69. Jack? She did it, and she did it. Jack? Yeah. I know how excited you are. I'm not done. Okay. Jack, what is 69 plus 5? Uh, that's easy. 74. Jack, what is 74 plus 2? That's easy. 76. Even I know that. A, a fool, a child could. Jack, what is 76 that. divided by 4? These are all still numbers from the police codes? No. Okay. They're important numbers, though, and this is how numberology works. Okay, 19. And what is 19 minus 1? That's easy. That's 18. 18. Yeah. 1, 4, 2, 5. Yeah. Corresponding alphabet letters, R-A-D-B-E. Jack, 12, 18, 5, 1, 4 equals... B R E D. Okay. You take the sex number, right? Yeah. You divide the sex number up and you get five numerals. And if you take the corresponding numerals, okay. Use numberology to assign letters to them, what do you get? B R E A D, bread. Yep. No, it's got to be bread or beard. Right. Yeah. Okay, and bring it home for me. It's all bread, Jack. And we finally have confirmation. They literally spelled it out for us in this book. <laughs> Sergeant Johnson says 1248, multiple 60s, so we'll just say two. He led us to the right? sex number, but he knew that 429, we, and yeah. we put those, we run those through the numberology system, we yeah. get 69, and what is 69? But the s- components of 69 are 5, 2, 4, 1, and 18. Okay. R-A-D-B-E. B-R-E-A-D, bread. It's all been bread the entire time. Bread all the way up. Bread all the way down. Wow. And it just took the power of numberology. Wow. Okay. Thank you. And thank you. And did I guess the mystery? Yeah. Yeah, that's the mystery. And did I guess the other mystery? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I just wanted to thank you for your professionalism because a lot of people would have stopped at 69. Yeah. A A lot of people aren't. Yeah. Me. No. 
but you didn't stop. What you saw that and you said, "No, this couldn't is, stop. This is the beginning of the mystery." I saw the numbers floating in the air in front of me. Yeah. The second I saw sixty nine, I said, "That is nice." <laughs> yeah. Obviously, but there's more work to be done here. Yeah. And what numerals add up to sixty nine? Okay, and uh, and, and what do they, they spell? Are. And then, then how do I? Yep. And there was numbers and letters and numbers floating in the air in front of me. Wow. Okay. And they all lit up one by one in front of me. Five, two, four, one, eighteen. And then the corresponding letters: P R E A T. Wow. And here it's been bred the whole time. And it's been it has been bred the whole time. Okay. Well. Ooh, what a journey we went on. What a journey, and what a satisfying ending. The grand mystery solved yeah. at last. It's so nice. And the book mystery solved. And the book mystery, yeah. It did more so- or less. I yeah. did get it. And that's it, that it was bread, or you had it more specific. What did you write down after chapter five? I guess that's what I'm asking you. You want to know what I wrote down at the end of chapter five? Yeah. Well, I'll warn you that that's not correct, but I did, <laughs> I did eventually get it. Okay. Yeah, by reading the book. I also... Didn't get it right yeah. after chapter five. And then by continuing to read the book, I got closer and closer to knowing the full mystery until I had finished the book, at which time I did know the whole mystery. So, yes. I got the mystery in chapter seven. That's nothing. Okay, but here's my guess at the end of chapter five. Yeah. The Golem Mansion is a honey trap. <laughs> and Sergeant Winters is from the FBI. Oh. Golem is on the inside. Trying to catch the thief. Sergeant Winters won't catch the cat burglar, though. Sergeant Johnson will, with help from Carrie. He called Sergeant Johnson out that first day. Uh, Carrie's been casing the house as it was being set up as a honey trap, so he knows all the secrets. It'll be the same cat burglar from the original main canon books. The phantom phone caller. Yeah. Wow, that was quite a, you went right all the way out on a limb on that, didn't you? Yeah, and that's it. Was can I ask you um, whether it was your utter failure to guess any part of this mystery that sent you on the breadcrumb trail that eventually cracked the wider mystery open? Chapter seven. <laughs> Ugh, no, my guess was wrong. Winters and Golem did yeah, it together, yeah, right. and know that Johnson works with the kids, so they're trying to discredit and frame him, yeah. so Winters can get a promotion, and Golem can collect the insurance, then sell the diamonds on the black market. And that's kind of fine, but yeah. So I also knew the answer to the mystery later in the book. That's not what we're here to do. So I will strike that from the record. My guess, Sergeant. So the Sergeant Winters. Wait, wait, wait! I'm not done. Ugh. What? Chapter. No. Who cares what you think later in the book? Eight. One chapter later. Once he even stole a rare blue Tiffany lamp from an Italian yeah. prince. My note, they'll find this at Golem's house. No, that's nothing. This is not... That's, and they did. That's, it's not... I <laughs> I want to remind you, Jack. No. I got the 69 bread No, thing, and I've okay? given you credit for so that. So I did lots of good fucking work this week. And what did work. you do? You guessed the mystery bad. Okay? Okay. So did I. So did everyone, Jack. <laughs> I just want I just want to register for you and for our listeners that it's not impressive to guess a mystery at the end or towards the end of the mystery. 
It wasn't and- the end. Chapter <laughs> seven is before the midway point. No, that's nothing. Yes, they're fifteen <laughs> chapters long, and I got the big mystery, Jack. You the sixty-nine the bread thing. Yeah, you did get. What that. was your guess, Sherlock? So, so Sergeant Winters and Officer Hopkins are two uh, cops in the department who are new. And uh, they're butting heads with Sergeant Johnson, and they do arrest him and put him in jail. And Sergeant Johnson has been, I will, I will say, in terms of the larger mystery, it's clear that he's been tracking this golem, this gray man, through time and space for decades. What's your guess? You're stalling. My guess was as follows. Sergeant Winters and Officer Hopkins are crooked cops who are in league with the cat burglar, and they are trying to frame Sergeant Johnson for the crime, but they won't get away with it. Wrong. wrong. Well, that is right. No, it's wrong. But it's not the mystery. It's wrong. Um, yeah, it's not the mystery. I will, as is traditional, read. Uh, Ellen has, has explained the entire mystery, and I will read it to you now. And this is when the babysitters are kidnapped by a crime yeah, man. They get kidnapped by a crime man. Very they, he scary. Locks, he locks them in his mansion. He knocks and- Carrie to the ground. Knocks Carrie to the ground and bashes him in the head. And we don't know if Carrie, the book ends yeah before we figure out if Carrie survives, survives. yeah injury. we don't know ellen leaves a lot of things in aporia as we say in greek which yep. means literally means waylessness but it, it's how socratic dialogues often end where it's sort of loose ends are not tied up like lost mm. socratic text yeah let me read this to you here's the solution to the mystery i whirled to face golem Let us out of here, I said. I'm afraid that won't be possible, Golem answered calmly. Was that calm enough? No. Okay. Sounded simmering. It sounded kind of stressed out, didn't it? Yeah. I'm afraid that won't be possible, Golem answered calmly. By now he was standing facing us. You know too much. Too much about... Now it's not quite right either. It sounds like you're masturbating. (laughs) Okay. Find some like something that find somewhere between the two that's calm but not gross, too relaxed in a gross yeah. way. Okay, let us out of here. I said, I'm afraid that won't be possible. Golem answered calmly. By now, he was standing facing us. You know, too much. Too much about what? I asked, trying to sound innocent. Does that sound innocent? No, okay. too much about what. <laughs> Too much, but it's not innocent. It's someone who's trying to sound innocent. Yeah. That's what the little, like, hiccup laugh is. like. (laughs) Too much about what? (laughs) I asked, trying to sound innocent. He just laughed. I saw his glance slide toward the blue lamp and back to me. Sounds familiar. Yep. It's not impressive. It's not impressive. It's not impressive to guess the mystery at chapter eight. That's more than halfway through the book. I have a flight booked to Paris in, let's see. He shot out a wrist to check his watch. Four hours. Until I leave, you'll all have to stay here with me. But, Abby said, I don't understand. I'm sure your friend will be happy to explain, said Golem. Smirking, he gave me a mock bow. I was furious. It's him, I said. He's the cat burglar. He's the one who framed Sergeant Johnson and he used us to do it. He hid in his own house and stole his own diamonds. That sounds like masturbating. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. If, if, if you said, what, what are you up to tonight? And I was like, I'm going to hide in my house and steal my own diamonds. <laughs> I'm going to steal my own diamonds tonight. 
if you know what I mean. I can't come out tonight. I gotta hide in my own house and steal my own diamonds. <laughs> Sergeant Johnson will make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Sergeant. Yeah, I'm hanging out with Sergeant Johnson. <laughs> he faked a burglary and planted all those clues for us or someone else to find. And he probably manipulated Sergeant Winters and Officer Hopkins, too. Very good, said Golem smoothly. He seemed totally unruffled, which made me even angrier. You're going to be in trouble if you keep us here against our wishes, said Carrie. Golem just raised his eyebrows. I'll be halfway across the ocean before anyone even figures out where you are. But he was wrong because he was in trouble. He was in trouble because the other half of the Babysitter's Club was getting the police. Right. Yeah. In that moment. Tanner! Let's take a break. I think that's for the best. Yeah. Don't you? Feeling pretty... Aggravated! Yeah. I'm aggravated. Who are you aggravated with? You! Why? Because I'm not. Because I guess the mystery and you won't, <laughs> you won't validate it. It's nothing to guess the mystery after eight chapters. I knew seven. You know what? And I guess the big mystery. You know what else? You didn't even. You're like, oh, I saw the numbers, but I didn't apply basic numberology. To <laughs> I am impressed that you guessed the big mystery. I knew I should have written this down as my guess. That you were going to keep scratching at the wound after chapter five? Because I did this, I had the same instinct, but I was smart enough to ignore it. After chapter five, it became clear that my guess was wrong and that we met this guy, Golem Reinhardt, who is the most suspicious person I've ever met in my entire life. And I was like, now I think he did it. But I didn't bother to record that because that's not what the segment is. It's who guessed it after chapter five. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Okay. When you asked me earlier if I guessed the mystery, I said yes. Yeah. And no, and yes. Okay. And and that's true. Yes, and And I'm no. not saying I guess the mystery after chapter and he did five. It. And it, anything else is irrelevant. And now we're going to take a quick break, and you're going to collect yourself. Goodbye. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, BetterHelp, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, Like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. 
If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Bedfellows. Tanner, did you Jack. also get that e- email from Tim Cook with the subject line "One Last Ride for Old Time's Sake?" Question mark. Mine didn't say "One Last Ride for Old Time's Sake." Mine said "One Last Ride for Old Uncle Timmy." <laughs> okay, so then maybe that's a different thing. I haven't I read guess mine we have yet. Like a different, we have like a different <laughs> friendship dynamic with him. Yeah, does he? Uh, do you refer to him as old Uncle Timmy? I don't. He refers to himself <laughs> as old Uncle Timmy to me. Okay, constantly. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it, it's a different. So the question for you is that he's asking you to do something for him, and what he's saying for me is like, "Hey, do you want to take something out for a spin for the nostalgia?" I value? think he probably respects you more. I think that must be that's that's likely that makes sense in that when we um, have conferences, just in our interaction between the three yeah, of us. He doesn't. I barely get invited to those. I feel like you guys do those a lot without me. Yeah, it's usually a, a just a life size body pillow of you. Now that I'm thinking about it, I was wondering why Tim had that. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, should we read it? Yes. Um, do you want to open yours and see what it says? Yep. Yep. Um, you read yours and I'll open mine. I have it in um, Hotmail. And it's, okay. I have to start up my Windows 97 machine. Okay. I'm just reading mine now. Oh. Okay. This is actually bad. We probably shouldn't say this on the podcast. Okay. He says, I'm ready. Um, I've got mine loaded. Okay. Do you want to read it? Yeah. Yep. It says, Ooh, ooh woo. <laughs> okay. Capital U, lowercase w, capital U. Okay. Uh, and then the thing I said before about Uncle Timmy. Yeah. One last ride. Yeah. Roar. <laughs> Nuzzles. How are you? <laughs> Pounces on you. You're so warm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Nuzzles your necky wecky. Okay. Hehe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, kisses yeah. you and licks your face. Daddy likes Winky. Okay. Nuzzle wuzzle. <laughs> it's like a role. He's like doing a role play. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's. It's the implication is he that he's Puts saying he's things... on your chest. Okay. Nya, will you review the mystery for me? Rubs your chest. Can you please Skir- squirms? Pretty please. Okay. So I guess he wants me to review the mystery. Okay. Well, my one just says, hey, I'm shutting this social network down. That is the iBooks reviews, and thanks for nothing, but will you do one last review? Yeah. Your one seemed a lot more friendly. Yeah. Yeah, I like that Nuzzles thing. It's nice. It's a nicer way of saying the same thing. A nicer way of saying the same thing. He was kind of doing like a like fun little like cat role play. He, like he's a cat. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a cat burglar book. Right. Anyway, I think Tim has a different way of speaking to both of us, but the message is the same, which is that the social network known as the iBooks reviews is a failure. Is that on us? I think it is. 
I think that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying very clearly in his email to me. Mine was less clear. He's uh, and I'll read the last. Pa- I didn't wasn't going to read this on the podcast. Maybe we'll edit it out. But he says, "Ooh, woo, you're fucking fired. You fucking failed." Oh, mine actually does have that too. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> At yeah. the end, At yeah. the ooh woo thing is weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to look like a cat. It's like a cat with eyes closed. Okay. Like the U's are its eyelids and the W is its like little mouth. Okay. Well, that's cute. I, that's cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, we're under contract. We review these books. We're going to review this last book. And then I guess it's they're going to shut it down. So let's um, let's get in there. What I've done is I've given this five stars. Yep. Uh, I wish I could give it more because I love this one. I'm going to do something unprecedented. Okay. I'm opening up the iBooks store. Okay. And I'm going to this book. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to do tandem reviews. Okay. Perfect. That's going to be great. I think it'll really pick up well on the this audio medium. Well, we'll do it. We'll take turns. Okay. Okay. Great. This is so I've loaded iBooks. And, and you've I... given it five stars. So we're now the average of that is 10 stars. 10 star. It's a 10 star book. And that's, you know what that's called, Tanner? Numberology. And that's numberology. Yeah. Take that, Robert Langdon. You give five stars twice, that's 10 stars. So what- He's a symbologist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just just as fucking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Not a semiologist. Yeah. Anyway. Symbologist. We'll do a separate podcast about Dan Brown. Five stars. Um, It's great. It's great. It's okay. So I'm just going to say this mystery has nine lives because that's what um, Ed Acuna has said on the cover. And I'm going to say correction. No. To the uh, to the preceding review. Preceding review. Yeah. This mystery only has one life. This mystery has but one life. Okay. And now I'm in the uh, review and I'm going to say, but let's not get too frisky. It is, colon, it is a fancy feast of a mystery. That's great. And what I'm going to say is, ooh-woo, <laughs> this mystery <laughs> is a, what'd you say, fancy feast? Yeah. Of? A mystery. A mystery. I'm, I'm not going to copy you exactly. Ooh-woo, this mystery, uh... Ooh woo, and then I'm gonna do star mm-hmm. pounces on this mystery. Okay, that's great, and it, that seems good. Uh, and you can you can probably you can ride that all the way home. I think. <laughs> right. Uh, while there are not as many cats as Anne, Ellen, and Ed promised, I was not disappointed. And I'm saying I really love <laughs> this mystery book. And then I'm doing star nuzzles author Ellen Miles. Close star. Okay. And I'm going to say this scintillating novel found a novel way to sin. To late this reviewer. Yeah. Kidnapping. No, that sounds scary. That's too scary. Right. Um, 
Eccentric millionaires. Oh, I'm going to do an ascending tricola. That's what I'm going to do. Eccentric millionaires, kidnapping, and surprisingly fewer cats than I expected. I was disappointed about the lack of cats. I'll just say that. I was disappointed about the lack of cats. And what are you going to say? Um, I'm saying I loved this mystery. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm saying this scintillating Navo was great. And then I've got um, a semicolon and a W and a semicolon, which Mm. is like a cat like crying with joy. Oh, that's cute. And you can do, there's like a hard eyes cat emoji you can do if you want. Oh, I'll do do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's too sophisticated. Anyway, if I have one complaint about this mystery, it is that somebody, I'm looking at you, Ellen, burgled all, and this is now all caps, of the dang cats out of it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is, Quisty is my most favorite character <laughs> of all time. Can I give you a note? Yeah. Ooh woo. Ooh woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna do oh 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 this time because okay. that works too. That's cute. Kerry is really cool too. <laughs> That's great. And I'm disappointed that there weren't more. Cats in the stowy though. And then I'll do ooh, ooh. Um I think that might be it. Oh wait. Oh, also, this is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. And then I'm gonna say Well, I'm not finished. Done? No, I was okay, gonna say tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace. Beautiful. We're both kind of returning to day to day. Some some favorites. Till the last syllable of recorded time. Yep. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, mysteries. Goodbye, mysteries. Goodbye, mysteries. Okay. Similar sentiment from me. Yep. This is your last chance. <laughs> After this, there is Neo twining back. Okay. You take the blue pill, the story <laughs> ends. You wake up in your bed, and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take That's the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. That's great. Pounces on you. (laughs) Jack Shepard. P.S. I loved this one. And then P.P.S. Goodbye. Mysteries. Daniel Greenwing. (laughs) I loved this one. P.P.S. Goodbye, Mr. Weez. That's so beautiful. Okay. Uh, shall I hit submit? Do you want me to read it back to you? What do you like here? Um, I don't think there's any need to read it back to you. Nope. Okay. Okay. That's 
It's hard. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. It is but. so hard to say goodbye to Mr. Reese. To Mr. Reese. God, that would have been a good thing to put in there, but it's too late. I've hit submit. I've yeah. hit submit too. Jackie. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to do anymore. You yeah. know? We have so little time left. On this mortal plane. And so many gothic poems to read. I know. I know. Which one do I read? You know? It's like, I'll read this one. Okay. They walk in beauty night and noon, these handsome men who do their worst. Singing their beguiling tune, I find myself immersed in thirst. Or as the youth say, hashtag swoon. With hashtag vapors, I've been cursed. And well, I think we were both uh, cursed with hashtag vapors this week. And hashtag we were vapors both cursed with hashtag vapors by the same dusky, dark-haired, yeah. blue-eyed... <laughs> Authority figure. Ooh, woo. Ooh, woo. Because <laughs> Nuzzles yeah, Sergeant Johnson. Nuzzles, uh, Nuzzles with Sergeant Johnson this week because Ellen has ramped things up yep. in the Sergeant Johnson department of late. And I think we both captured the same passage. And before you read it, I think we should ask ourselves and debate amongst ourselves who of us can read it sexier. Oh, you. I have a boy voice. <laughs> you have a man voice. I have a boy voice. So you'd like me to do it in my man voice? Yeah, if you can. Uh, should we do a sexy sexy warning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, warning. Warning. <laughs> Prepared it. No. That's in your... And all over your home. And I hope you have antibiotic wipes, because there's going to be... Please do some artful bleeping there. Yeah, and I have, but that... I'm sorry the warning is so graphic. Yeah, that's a problem. I asked the dudes in R&D to clean it up a little bit, and they're like, that's just what... That's what they... That's like the stock script, apparently. Oh, really? For sexy warning. Okay. Well, what can you do? Um, Are you ready? Yeah. The security guard nodded, looking terrified. Yes, he said. I usually check the place out three times a day, but just as I was starting my rounds here today, I had an emergency call about my wife being taken to the hospital, so I I took off. Oh, man, I don't believe this. That's interesting, said Sergeant Johnson, who had climbed out of his car by then. I had a call right around that time, too. An anonymous call telling me to check out this house. He heard check him. Check out this house. Check out this house. He heard. And it does say he heard. It does say that, and I am reading from the text, and it definitely says that. Have I mentioned that Sergeant Johnson has the clearest, bluest eyes I've ever seen? Well, he does. But at that moment, they looked clouded, almost gray. There was something about that phone call that bothered him. 
That's Sergeant Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Sexpot Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant, and we never learn his first name, but it is Sexpot. It's Sexpot. It's implied Johnson. strongly that it is Sexpot. I think when they realize, his, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson realized that they were having a kid whose last name was Johnson. Like, <laughs> well, let's just, let's turn into the skid. Yeah. Let's name him Sexpot. And Sergeant. Sergeant Sexpot Sergeant Johnson Sexpot. reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> Wow. 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 Sexy, can I read you another gothic poem? Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Uh, ready? Yes. The person that I am about to praise is neither mild nor are they meek. And it's certain that for these seven days, it's a name I have longed to speak. For this person has earned our noblest phrase, they're the baller of this whole week. New poem that you've definitely read before, and I've just forgotten. And it's our baller of the week, and the baller of the week, no question at all. It's a new poem, right? Or is it an old poem? I've read it before. Okay. News to me. There is no question about who the baller of the week is this week. It is the great, the wonderful, the glorious, and my God, the saddest thing about these mysteries ending is that we will not get to learn more about Carrie Retlin. What an enigmatic and interesting character Carrie Retlin is. So interesting. And I just want to know more and more about him every time they mention him in these books. Yeah. I don't need it, I shot back, tossing my head. Actually, I was thinking something you probably never do. Good. That's where you're wrong, said Carrie. I think all the time. In fact, I'm even thinking now. I'm thinking I made a mistake to come over here. He turned to leave. Wait, I said, I'm sorry. I'd never seen Carrie act so sensitive. Something was bothering him. What's up? I sat down on the stairs and motioned for him to take a seat, too. He didn't speak for a moment. Then he began. I read about Sexpot Johnson's arrest, he said. It doesn't seem right. I mean, it's been fun to work on this mystery. You know my philosophy. Complications make life more interesting. Ooh, very cool thing to say. So cool. That's his philosophy. That's my philosophy now. He's so enigmatic. And he's like, well, let me read this passage. Okay. Let's go, Carrie hissed in my ear. He seemed nervous and races through the goodbyes to Golem. You may not know much about guns, he began, but I do. Yeah. And I took a good look at the ones in the holsters that the police officers were wearing, and the bullet casing came from the same type of automatic pistol. Who are you, Carrie? Who are you? Why do you know so much about police guns? Okay, let me read you something else about Carrie. You ready for this? I was glad to see my friends. I wanted to tell them everything Sergeant Johnson had said about the cat burglar before I forgot any of it. But just as I was about to answer, I was interrupted. Can a guy watch Birds in Peace? Oh, yeah, he watches Birds It was Carrie Retland. Bird watcher. You know, Tanner, who watches birds? Who? Cats! Okay. So it's all starting to add up. Yeah. Ed Acuna said that there was cats in this yeah, book, right? but we didn't see any. It's all about a cat yeah. burglar, someone who yeah. steals cats, and yeah. guess who was stolen at the end of the book and locked in a house? Cat Lee Raren. Carrie Retlin. Sorry. Carrie, Carrie Retlin. And who knows a lot about guns? Cats. Cats. <laughs> yes. It's all adding up. And it's Cat Lee Raren. It's Cat Lee. And it's not Carrie Retlin. It's Cat Lee Raren. <laughs> Gary Petland is good too. Catley Rare, and you just have to rearrange a few of the letters. Yeah. 
Stacy had decided that we really ought to know more about Carrie Retlin, especially after Abby spotted him in the woods. So what did she do? She invited herself over to his house, pretending she wanted to learn more about birds and birdwatching. Carrie seemed surprised at her interest, but he was happy to show her his birdwatching journals and explain how he kept track of every bird he'd ever spotted. Again, something only a cat would do. It's certainly not something bird watchers do. No. Bird watchers spot a bird and being like, saw that one. Yeah, they now don't I've keep seen track it. of they every bird. Keep track. Cats like do. He's, he's like tracking birds. Exactly. Yeah. Cat wow. Lee and we blew the little what off of it. Pur- Carrie Purry. Purry Retlin. We got him again. <laughs> it's so close to being something. Right? Catley Petlin. Catley Petlin. <laughs> <laughs> It's so far from his actual name. Jack. Yeah. I have but one last gothic poem. Okay. To carry us into sweet abyss. Yes. And then our souls can finally rest, and we will be done with the babysitter's club. Oh, and we haven't said what we're doing next week, but we will be letting the birds take our bodies. Oh, Taunt, thou art sick. A very good burn that stings you so right a knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. And it is our final burn of the week of all time. Yeah. For the third time. Oh, I didn't capture a good one. And that's, what a fitting end. Yeah. I'll just say it. Did you capture one at all? Yeah. Okay. Sergeant Johnson was a friend. He was a good man and a good police officer, and now he was under arrest. I'd helped to find the evidence that led to his arrest, but now I was questioning myself. Did the evidence really add up? Maybe we'd been in too much of a hurry to solve the case and win that reward money. Oh, yeah, there was a reward money, by the way. It's not important. Reinhardt Gollum said he would give them a handsome reward, and he's like a billionaire, so. Christy, I heard Sam calling me from outside my door. Leave me alone, I called back. I'm trying to think. Aw, he said. Don't do that. You might strain your brain. Anyway, there is someone here to see you. Oh, no. Who, I asked. Is it the police? Sam laughed. I don't think so, he said. Not unless they're accepting eighth grade wise guys on the force these days. And I guess the burden is actually on Sam because it does seem like they have accepted the Babysitter's Club onto the force. And Jack Shepard died as he lived. Doing a bad burn. Doing weak burns. So, well, don't put it on me. Ellen did a weak burn. But they did accept, well, eighth grade wise guys under the fourth. Tanner, what was your burn, sir? Requies in pece. Okay, Jesus. Yikes. It's church Latin. Jack Shepard. Yeah. Died as he lived doing weak burns. Mm-hmm. Mine is concerning the B plot, the little mentioned B plot. Okay. Harriet the spy. Yep. We'll spy on the spies, said Charlotte. She giggled softly. She asked for the binoculars again and sat watching for a few minutes. Then she pulled out her tape recorder and spoke quietly into it. Adam is wearing one of Mallory's old t-shirts, she said. He'd die if anyone knew it used to belong to a girl. And Jordan just picked his nose when he thought nobody was looking. She watched for a little while longer until she found something to say about the last triplet. Byron needs a haircut, she reported. (coughs) There's a little place in the back that's sticking up, and he keeps trying to flatten it down, but it doesn't work. 
Fire and Pike has mullet. And it's a triple wow. burn on all on pikes. the triple lets. Every pike is burned. And One is wearing fitting. girls' clothes. How embarrassing. One picks his nose. Gross. And one has a needs a haircut. Tanner, before we leave and go, I would like to read you a fitting passage from this book. And then we will leave and go. I think that's appropriate. And it is troubling, to say the least. And it goes like this. Don't be silly, Sergeant Johnson told me. It wasn't your fault. You were doing your best, but you ran into a very, very smart criminal. Well, I'm still sorry you had to go through all of that, I said. I am too. Sorry, that's not sexy enough. I am too, he replied. But it's over now, and everything worked out okay this time. Thanks for being so nice, I said. It didn't seem like enough, but I couldn't think of anything else to say. That's okay. Just... Do me one more favor, Christy. Sure. Stay out of trouble for a while, all right, girl? I could tell that... I added added the girl. I could tell that Sergeant Johnson was smiling. You added the girl? Yeah, it's kind of inhabiting the role. Okay. Should I... Stay out of trouble for a while, all right? I could tell... It's. I didn't have issue with it. It seemed so natural that I didn't... Okay. It didn't seem like you added it. Okay. And I actually think it's a good note for Ellen. Yeah. (laughs) Ellen? Stay out of trouble for a while, all right? I could tell that Sergeant Johnson was smiling. We will, I promise. I said goodbye, hung up, and told my friends what he'd said. That's when we made a unanimous decision. The case of the cat burglar would be the BSC's last mystery. At least for now. But it was, it was forever. Unless it's not. It is. And it is. Unless. Unless it's, at least for now. We're young men still. And they could wrap up that mystery machine any minute. Jack? Yes. You thinking what I'm thinking? I certainly am. We could wrap up that mystery machine. <laughs> We want to start solving mysteries in the neighborhood? No, let's start writing Babysitter's Club books. That sounds great. Okay. Okay, in the meantime, we're going to leave and go. We've got a lot of fields that we've got to lie down in and uh, a lot of birds. A lot of birds to eat our many, many souls. Yeah. Um, What I would like to say to you is, you know what? Join the fucking Baby Nation Facebook group. Sure. Join the Facebook group. It's a delight in there. It's so much I'll fun. I'll say this. Yeah. We're out of books. Yeah. So you may as well join the Patreon because it's the one place you're still going to get reliable Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Club podcasting. $5 a month. Little sister books never run out. And it's patreon.com slash podcast. Please do join the growing numbers of the baby elite who are enjoying our exclusive Patreon show about the little sister books. Um and buy our merch. We got new merch. Wine Crimes t-shirt, Burn the Patriarchy t-shirt. They're selling like hotcakes. Get yourself one while supplies last. There's a bundle deal still. Yeah. Jack hates it, but we're going to keep it up. <laughs> yeah, it's cheaper to buy two. It's yeah, it is. You can get two for for you ch- get a discount yeah, if you buy if two. If you buy them both, and they're both great. And it's bit.ly slash BSCC merch. Go check it out. In the meantime, I would like to say that this week we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery, number 36, Christy and the Cat Burglar. And next week we are going to be lying in a field until the birds 
take our bodies and our souls. <sighs> next week, huh? What is next week, even? End of October for us. For listeners, it'll be sometime in November. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, well. We belong together. Go ahead and see us at I'll I'll just do a bed of beautiful audio underneath. That's great. Are you gonna you're just gonna let me sing or are you gonna talk over it? I'm gonna talk over it. In the meantime I would like to say to all of you for one last time. But I've been Jack Shepard. Tanner is singing right now, so he can't tell you, but I know he would want to tell you that he has been Tanner Greenring this week. And I would like to remind you one final time to please round off the corners in your bedroom. Please drown all your dolls. Please do call your senator and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Never forget the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Tanner, what do you like if I can make it happen? If I can make it happen now, one time only. To hear. Up close and personal. My overweight cat, Princess Cutie Face, snoring. I think if there was any a time to do this, yeah. this is that time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try. I guess I'm going to try to get the. Wait, you you need the mic down there. Come on. I do. She stopped. God damn. You have to go walk your dog. She stopped. She heard me talking about her. One last. I have to walk walk my dog one last time before I lie down (laughs) in that field. Okay. All right. We'll come back to it. That was a HeadGum Podcast.